it's not about when is the right time. Often it's a case of if I, I say, I know I say this all the time, but if not now, when? I, I never really panicked about the, the business as such. I did have a little, not a panic, but I did think, mm, I'm not, I'm, I, you know, I wouldn't blame you if you, you'd walk the other way. For the partnership to work, for the business to work, and for us to be able to deal with clients and their objectives so that they're managing their emotions, they're managing their goals, they're managing their actions, we have to manage ours. You know, I've said it, I've said it, and, and I'll say it until the cows come home. We practice what we preach with everything. You've seen me at my best, you've seen me at my worst. Your support and, you know, you've been able to take the baton and being able to then say to me, look, H, just, you know, have the day off or, you know, go out walking, do yoga, like sit and do nothing. And I've got it. I've totally got it. Well, like a bull in a china shop at times. I always think I always think about you being a, especially when you're busy, you're like a bit of a Tasmanian devil. Oh, a nightmare. And I'm just running around like. <laughs> Who wants to be an entrepreneur? This isn't a quiz show. This is reality. A real-life discovery of what it really takes to be an entrepreneur. Welcome to a new season of podcast episodes of personal and business coaching topics and techniques around the three pillars of HEW, health, excellence, and wealth. HEW is introducing guests to the Who Wants to Be an Entrepreneur show based on their own personal experiences. A full real-life account of trials and tribulations of what it takes. Hello and welcome to the HEW podcast. Today you have got myself, Lauren Brady, and Helen Williams. We have a duo episode we're very excited about. We're going to be talking all about our first six months running HEW together as a business, um, which will be interesting, I'm sure, for all the bits and pieces that we've uh, learned along the way. But for you and your business, we're going to be talking about how you work as a partnership, whether it be a direct business partner, whether it be stakeholders, investors, um, really understanding how getting the most out of your people around you and the partnerships you have in business uh, and also really looking at how you can influence each other you know we spoke last week on episode number 78 and um, I was talking about your circle of influence and um, which heavily comes into this conversation today so we're going to jump straight in Helen hello good morning good morning how are you I'm good. I'm good. I'm laughing because I know as we record these, obviously, we never know what time of day people are listening. Um, I think you've always got to respect what time it is. It's natural. It's conversational. It's just like, yeah. let's talk about the weather as well, maybe. <laughs> but it's interesting. Is we're going to talk today all about how we you know how we've developed um, a partnership and everything that goes with that. But I'm also laughing. We're recording this podcast at, you know, 20 past seven uh, of a Monday morning. And I think one of the biggest things that's helped us both over the last few months is our 6, 6.30, 7, 7.30 a.m. Zoom calls. <laughs> so let's go straight in with our early morning starts. Um, Helen, you established HEW. HEW was your brainchild, your baby. Tell us about how you've grown HEW, bringing someone else into the business and your vision for HEW from the start. Well, I've always wanted to create the business. I just never knew how it would look. And even this morning, as I have gone onto my social media platforms, um, there's some videos on there on the memories from like three years back where I was I was doing this kind of thing um, in terms of you know sharing inspiration, motivation, tips, and and what have you. And and I revert back to my notes. You know the pile of notebooks and everything that I have. Oh my god, legendary. Um, in my office um and I revert back to that in terms of like plans um so I'd already started with like the initial steps of what a coaching business would look like and how I want to develop it what it wants to be known for um so then I, d I did get that out and and start developing that and launch it then for the end of 2017 so November 2017 was the the official launch of HEW I never even going back to, like I said, three years to the day of, you know, being involved in, in videos online and things, I never saw the business as just being a little side hustle. It, I never wanted it just to be me. I wanted it to be a business. It wasn't just something that kept me in a job outside of the corporate world job and career that I was used to. It yeah, was yeah. always 
intended to be a business, something that grows huge, something that grows with, within its own values and rightly, um, but something that helps so many other people. So my intention was to start, obviously, small, put all the put all the things in place myself, and then and then just grow by bringing other people into the mix. I've I've, hold, I've held nothing back in terms of you know I never knew what everybody looked like who I want in the business, mm-hmm. but I've never held it back on the fact of what I thought of you when I first met you in terms of um, our coaching sessions. For those of you that are listening that have not necessarily been privy to uh, Lauren's story prior, is Lauren knocked on my door for coaching through a mutual friend of ours who um, had recommended she was watching me online um, and then came to me for coaching and was traveling down uh, the length and breadth of the UK to come and uh, be with me in London when I was in London at that time. And I was I was so impressed. If I could have had an ideal person who I wanted to like come into the business and join me was Lauren. No, it was. You know, I had to. I, I had to obviously remove all of that because you was coming to me with your own objectives. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You weren't coming to me looking for a job. You weren't coming to me even looking into this industry per se. You God, know, I'm you were, Helen. You know, we're going to go into that. But if someone said to me, "Do you want to attach the word coach to your title based on my my previous experience and maybe just a little bit of fear and self limiting beliefs?" I was, you know, I was going the other way totally, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah, and it and it wasn't right. It, you know, it wasn't it wasn't ethical of me to influence you in that way either. Yeah. And, you know, we had to fulfil your objectives, what you'd come to me with, and you did. And it went until like later down the line. I'm just like, you know what? I I've just got to I just got to put it out there. I just got to propose it. Um, because you don't you come across a lot of people, but you don't come across a lot of people that have the same, um, not the same. Because again, I want to cover that with you in terms of you know how it all works and why yeah. it works so well. But the the credentials that you're looking for, and then you know what the credentials will, will work for within a successful business. And I knew all your experience as well. So, yeah, that, that, that was how all that came together. But, you know, the vision for HEW is huge. I want it to be massive so we've got coaches underneath us and obviously now we're in partnership we we've got that strategically driven you know where we will start looking to recruit coaches underneath the brand so that they can be representatives throughout the UK and then globally then on top of um so you know I'm not afraid of that vision I'm not even afraid to voice it I don't care where it goes in all the corners of the world because you might not know about HEW now into the, the the degree of what I see and what I feel and I believe that it will achieve but you will do like this is still only two like two and just over six, two and a half just over two and a half years old like that is still relatively new for a business and I'm all right yeah, with that as well literally. I don't I don't I don't I don't pretend or confess to be something that we're not but I also still I'm just like this I've got big visions and this will happen so let me ask you this. How did you find then, obviously, myself coming on board and, you know, we'll cover the timeline in terms of, you know, um, you know, agreeing to get started and then the world obviously going into a, a pandemic and lockdown. But, you know, how did you find letting go? How did you find almost like, you know, giving someone else a set of keys? How did that work for you emotionally, mentally? I was ready for it, Lauren. I had done everything myself from, you know, cleaning the toilets to to making the tea to being the face of it all to delivering for clients like I'd done it all I was ready for that extension I was ready for that growth obviously yes there's an emotional attachment to HEW for me because it you know it it's everything that I see and feel and 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 I envision and and embody myself you know if you cut me in half like I will bleed HEW I will bleed the brand I will bleed the ebook you know yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that, but I don't. I, I, you, you never know fully how things are going to work out. But I'm very, I'm very intuitive, and I work a lot on. Um, I work a lot on intuition, but I also work on on what I see, and I have a good feeling about things, and I have a good feeling about you. You know, I've been working with you. I've seen how you were applied yourself through the coaching. And there was no other objective out of it for for me apart from the fact that. It was my job to deliver as a coach to bring you up to where you wanted to be. I saw how you responded, the good and the bad and the ugly. I saw how you responded. Yeah. 
And that yeah. was, isn't that unusual though? Like, because you saw me from such a different perspective, you know, and I'm, I'm going to talk a bit about my, like, you know, how I've come through different roles, different parts of my career, business, self-employed, being employed. It's very rare that you get to go into a conversation that then will lead to a business partnership where you're like, you knew my entire CV without me trying to pitch for it. You know, you knew my experience, you knew my strengths, you knew my weaknesses, <laughs> you knew where I had you know, holes in my own confidence and self-belief, but then you also knew how much of a, a tyrant I can be and how much I can be when I will, when I commit to something, I will work and I will work and I will work. And when my belief is behind some, you know, again, I've been told not always as a compliment, you know, you, you can be too stubborn on, a, on, on certain things when you, when you home in on them. So you'd found, you'd kind of done an interview without doing an interview and it had been over you know how many months 12 18 months between me hiring you and then us not working together one-on-one in a coaching relationship but then us always staying in touch and you know you know those foundations being built of you know how things were going with your business how things were going in my role me getting ready to move on and do all you know the next stage of things for my career so it was like the longest sort of like interview slash first date <laughs> that anyone could have I didn't really have that reservation I was ready to go and I was I was just of the case of oh I hope Lauren feels the same way as me you know like when you really fancy someone at school or somebody you're just like oh my god I really fancy you please feel the same way and I was like oh because I knew obviously through that development of you know yeah. coming out of your career and then um you were going into business with your dad um, and stepping, you know, stepping into that, and I'm like, mm, I'm not sure if, you know, I'm not sure if she's going to have like the capacity. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that was something for us both is like say is when is so this is something right people have said to us you know when is it the right time to open a business when is it the right time to leave a career and it's you know I think. There's two things for me in that. Number one, there's never a right time. There's always something going on, whether it be a global pandemic, a you know change in the economy, a change in your personal circumstance. You know, it might be a family. You know, different things like that. And um, but the other things, I think, when people say ask us that question as coaches, when is the right time to do this? Sometimes it's that they're looking for permission. They're looking for someone to say, "Now take the step, jump off the diving board, put your toe in." go and permission is not a bad thing and it's something I know that we work on with clients we're like we're giving you permission come on crack on take the step leap of faith the the downside of that is sometimes people are looking for someone to hold responsible or accountable to but you said to do that you told me now was the right time and I've experienced that in my first businesses you know when we've expanded and we expanded really quickly and we, we you know again very aggressive um growth strategy taking leaps of faith investing heavily in people and businesses and you know company leases in equipment all that kind of thing and then if it, if it if you don't get the desired result first time round which let's let's be frank so many businesses we don't get the result we want on the very first leap you know if someone else has told you or advised you and that's where it's you know for us as coaches it's a big difference between a coach and a consultant that consultant might be saying, I am putting my signature to this piece of paper. I am saying this is the right move. This is what we're going to do. Versus a coach going, the decision is always yours. I can grant you permission by taking out any of the, the fog, taking out any of the stuff around your mind that's, you know, making that decision way more complicated than it needs to be. But it's not about when is the right time. Often it's a case of if I, I say, I know I say this all the time, but if not now, when? Hmm. You know, if you're not going to make moves forward if you're not going to take the leaps that you need in your life or in your business now just tell me what are you waiting for what ducks are you waiting to be all lined up in a row what weather are you waiting to be perfect you know what circumstances would be an absolute ideal that's that you know again looking for a guarantee so I think uh, I think it's that idea of when is there ever a, a perfect or correct time to make any moves so let me ask you then, you've, obviously you've asked the question of letting go. I, yeah. I was always ready for it, Yeah, <laughs> I'll be honest, because, you know, I know that it never me- was meant to be just me. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to delegate. I'm happy to share. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to learn. You know, I don't know it all. I, I, I'm still learning and growing as I go. So, you know, I was, I was ready for that extension. In terms of yourself, Lauren, because obviously this weren't ever in your – really no so then when I approached you with it what were your first thoughts and then 
Like, how did it? How did it all sort of evolve? For you? How did I process it? Yeah, I suppose. So, just to go back one more step before that. So, for anyone again who maybe not have heard previous episodes or doesn't know me very well, I'd been self-employed from being very uh, young. I came out of university and went straight into being a self-employed independent contractor doing sales promotions marketing uh, then set up a company when I was 21 had a ball really loved it it was you know in hindsight it was just wild when we look at it you know again as I said very um, aggressive in terms of our growth strategy in terms of our environment that was around us so by 26 27 I'd opened a couple of businesses done well as in if you if you deem doing well in terms of turnover and profit and expansion but came to a certain point in my 20s now in hindsight I'd burnt myself to the ground you know there was no balance there was no health there was no yeah there was just no balance in terms of where the goal and the drive was so then for the next few years accidentally took a sidestep right into the corporate world but very much in the same industry and but I was working within an organization of self-employed people so I was employed to help support coach develop whatever word or language put on there other people who had were building the businesses that I just built so I stepped into a coaching role by accident you know it wasn't something that I had um, a strategic plan about um, but absolutely loved it traveled lots spent lots of time in Holland a bit in Belgium a little bit in France came back to the UK uh, still within the same group of companies but worked for lots of different parts of the business and I worked in um, the digital side so I was doing developing apps and websites that helped that sales and promotions team on their field sales in their recruitment everything to do with that so I'd had this mix of the last 10, 15 years, but I'd always been involved with people who were self-employed. I'd always been involved with people who were, you know, people with goals, people with visions. So I was always around that, but had lost in the middle bit of those careers in my corporate world. I'd kind of lost a little bit about what my goal was, you know, my individual vision, my individual um, ambitions and things that went with it. So when I hired you and when I hired HUW as a coach, it was to get clarity so my clarity that came back with it was that, you know, Lauren, you you do want to continue to work for yourself. You do want to build something. You know, I'd never lost that ambition, the work ethic. As I said, I was very fortunate. I was around a lot of ambitious, hardworking people. So you, you just become, that becomes the norm. You know, what was already in me kind of got, you know, it, it got it got infused even more and it got built up. And that influence around me was, for me, very positive. But when I did my coaching, I was like, no. The company that I worked with, I knew I wasn't going to be with them forever, you know, with all the respect in the world that went to them and, and lots of respect that I have for them as, as, as company and leaders of that business. I knew I was ready to take something on for myself now. So when you came to me, as you said, my dad had also come to me in the, in the weirdly in the same time frame. Um, his business had been running for many years. Obviously, he's my father, but we're also very good pals and we would talk about business a lot and, you know, how things were going in his industry and what I was doing. And he'd approached me and said, you know, I'd really like you not to come and work for me, but I'd like you to come into the business and help me take it to the next level. And then I started having the same conversations with you. And if anything, it really helps me because I had two people who I respected who were already running great businesses come to me and go, we think you'd be a great addition. Then the not the conflict, but the toss up came between, can I do both? You know, can I, can I, is it, is it a good idea? Is it, a, is it the right move? First of all, to step away from your, you know, your employed comfort blanket. And, you know, as it turns out, it came, the, the project that I was running came to a very natural end at around, you know, the same time within months of these conversations starting. And then I, it, it was just a case of, you know what, as I just said, when is there a perfect time? When is there a perfect formula? You've just got to get started and go. And I remember having the conversations with both yourself and my dad and saying, listen, I'm not doing something where I dip my toe in and I see how I feel for a week or two or a month or two, because I personally don't believe you can achieve anything in that. People really underestimate, you know, what it's going to take to set things up and get things going. But in my head, I'm like, with anything that you're committing to, it's got to be a minimum of two to five years. If you're committing anything less than that, then you're not really committing. You know, that's like a, as we was, it's a very weak close. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, where's your cooling off period? Where's your get out of jail free card? So for me, I was ready. It was funny, like you just said there, Helen, you were ready for the business to grow and to bring someone in with alongside you. I was ready 
to move away from the career I had built and had been, you know, enjoyed, loved, successful, you know, but I was ready for the next phase. And I just think that was where timing, I don't know if you'd call it cosmic or whatever you'd, you'd call it, whether it's aligned in the stars. But for me, I was like, right, things are coming together at the right time. And it was a case of Lauren, stop procrastinating. Don't overthink it. You mentioned there you didn't know what the plan had looked like. This is something I have been guilty of for years. And it's only with hindsight that I can really see it. I'm like, fuck, you've done this for years, Lauren. I sometimes wouldn't start something unless I knew the exact plan and the exact outcome. And I'd be like, I'll do it if you can tell me what's going to happen along the way. You know, what the, I, I, I don't mind the negatives, but tell me what they'll be and tell me where we're going to be at the end of it and tell me the result. And then I think maybe a bit of age or a bit of experience or just a bit of, you know, learning and you knocking it out of me, to be honest, Helen, is that you will never know the full plan before you set off. You will definitely know the area that you want to go to. You'll know the area of the result, but stop waiting to know every single part of the plan before you take action. And as you said there, when I started my personal coaching and development, you know, I was in a role that I'd, um, I'd just been, I'd just been promoted into a, a very senior role within the company. And the feedback I'd got is be braver, like stop waiting for all the answers. You know, that's how I deduce it now. Um, and that's what I needed to work on. So it was the same for me going into business is I was like, you aren't going to have an exact map, you know, is, you know, we, maybe it's our age we've grown up always having sat navs in our cars you know we've never set off on a journey and just seen where the motorway took us or getting out an AA roadmap or any of that stuff I, I remember them but I've never had them in my car you know as I've been a driver have you I've never had a sat nav until it was like a, a built-in one I remember the big AA roadmaps so no have to no, 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 I've only ever had a car with a sat nav isn't that funny oh no I've not oh Laura was more posh with her cars than I was. I started, I started driving I mean, later, Helen. It wasn't my early 20s. It, I would think I was 28 or 29 when I got my first car. That might be why. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, I was driving from 17. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. There were definitely no sat-nabs then. But you did, 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 do you know what I mean with the example there of, you know, always needing to know exactly how it's going to be? And I think that's, you know, again, right, segues us on nicely into the next thing. So we decided to go into partnership together. We were we were mapping things out. We'd had, I think, one day filming together, one day yeah. strategy together, and then obviously the virus and lockdown arrived. So I think six weeks, I don't even know if it was, was it four weeks? It was about four weeks and then it was a case of, yeah, it's lockdown and we had to then like undo everything and trust one another that we could continue where we left off. But it wasn't just building the partnership. Obviously, the business was mainly face-to-face. I mean, how much online work were you doing pre-lockdown? Very little. Very little. I had a couple of international clients um, that I'd worked with over the, the, the course before you come in in the, in the previous two years, um, but very little. A lot of it was uh, face-to-face. I mean, we'd done the event the, um, at City Hall prior as well on the 11th of March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, yeah, you know, we'd got the events calendar booked in and, and mapped out for the rest of the year for what events we were doing face-to-face as well. And, you know, different filming days, different events, uh, different places where we were appearing for um, being guest speakers at networking and things like mm-hmm. that. Everything just literally was just the, the, the towel, the, the rug was pulled up from underneath us, wasn't it? Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, it was, it was difficult. I must say, I, I never really panicked about the, the business as such. I did have a little, not a panic, but I did think, hmm, I'm not, I'm, I, you know, I wouldn't blame you if you, you'd walk the other way or just like, <laughs> you know what, you're right. Because yeah. you know how meticulous you are. We, and, and yes, we did knock it out of you a lot. I remember your coaching sessions about, you know, you can't know everything before you, you just put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the happiness that we had to get sort of uh, work, work, worked on. But I, you know, I couldn't have faulted you if you did want to work, go the other way. And because obviously you was closer than with, with your dad, like logistics and stuff. And I'm just like, this, this might not, this might not work because I've not got all the answers that Lauren might be looking for. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's kind of like now the business has just got to be like responsive and reactive. Whereas beforehand we were being very proactive and thinking that we've got everything like, you know, next the year in the next 12 months all planned out um 
and yeah, that was that was my like biggest sort of uh, sort of twitchy bum time, if you like, for a better way, yeah. way of describing it in terms of uh, like you know, I wonder if Lauren is not as confident then in the business because I had to adapt then everything onto online and just um, and just change. And I remember, I remember at the time, it was a case of no fucking way am I getting brought down by this virus. No, yeah. And I don't mean personally as, like, you know, physically. I meant the business. And yeah. I was like, through everything that I've put in, the blood, sweat and tears over the previous two years, no fucking chance is this bringing me down because everybody was just so negative and, like, um, taken aback by it on the yeah. fact of, you know, businesses aren't going to survive, new businesses and this, and it's the wrong time to be getting into business. And I'm thinking, well, our property business has already taken hit. I knew that. And obviously I'm like... There's no chance that this is getting like taken out of my hands. So yeah. I was just sleeves rolled up, fuck it. Like I've got to be like the the one that's the confidence in the business, in what we're doing, and just completely just march forward for the benefit of the clients and pull them up because obviously yeah. everybody was in the in emotional turmoil. So and then, then, and thing- then communicating with you as well to make sure that you were on board and confident with what I've got planned. Yeah, that was the thing I noticed straight away. So it was funny, like, because I never had the, it never crossed my mind that we wouldn't continue in business. Like, that wasn't anything that came, you know, when you say there, I wouldn't be surprised if you just went, oh, no, Helen, come on. Like, we can't, we can't potentially grow a business in this environment. That never crossed my mind. I think I, like everyone else, okay, one massive sweeping statement there, like a lot of people, in the first few weeks, it was just such a mix of emotions in the pandemic. I'm not someone who reads the news. Um, you know, is it like I don't have the BBC or Sky News channel on 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 the go in the house? Um, I don't buy papers very rarely. I'll buy a good Sunday paper when I've got time to read like 500 supplements. I love that. I don't have news apps that have alerts on my phone. So in the first couple of weeks, I was bombarded, obviously, like everyone was with figures and data and theories and all this other stuff and obviously the fear level was high I think I got scared quite quickly I am you know I've got I'm lucky I've still got both my parents uh, and my mum's partner who uh, but they're all vulnerable they've all had underlying health conditions and are of a certain age so I panicked quite a lot quite quickly that I was just like I'm, I'm I know I'm someone, if I cannot protect the people I love, if I can't have an element of control in the environment, you know, I go into free camp mode. So that definitely impacted me personally. Me and my husband were fine. We were safe. Everybody was, you know, nobody was being made redundant. You know, I had friends who were literally within a couple of weeks before the furlough scheme was even announced. I had friends who'd all been made redundant from their companies, like just, you know, completely saying, no, that's it doors are closing and I was hearing lots of people just say things like you know there's going to be a you know a global economy crash there's going to be you know the great depression and I wasn't worried so much about that because I I think from my experience in business I know obviously when things you know take a negative step in in an economy or in the world in general of course there's going to be people who are affected but I've always seen and I have evidence and believe that even in the hardest times, there is opportunity for certain people, for certain businesses. And I never panicked in that respect because I'm like, listen, I know the, the positive of having coaching and development. I know the positive of having the right people around you, having the right corner, you know, backing you, growing yourself, developing yourself. And I'm like, people think personal development or business coaching is, you know, a nice to have. They're like, oh, that would be lovely one day. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's not like, you know, like a... It's not, you know, I mean, it's not like a side dish in a restaurant that would be nice to have if it's available. I'm like, hold on a minute. If you're going to grow anything strong, tall, with deep roots, you need to make sure that you've got foundational stuff right. You know, we all understand that basic. But when you are building a business in easy times, inverted commas, or in, you know, times of real, you know, positives or flourishing economy, whatever you want to put the label on it, then not saying it's easier, but there's positives there. You know, there's a bit of wind behind you that's, you know, pushing the plane forward. When you're building something in a negative, when there's been genuine, real challenges, whether it be financially, economically, people's perceptions, whatever, then you need support more than ever. So it wasn't that I was looking at this awful thing that was happening around the world as like, oh, this will be great for business, because obviously, you know, there's challenges that come into it all across the space. But I never lost focus on the fact that, hold on a minute, 
our whole model, our whole business, our whole solution and service that we provide is for when shit gets tough. So I never thought about packing up, you know, packing up shop and saying there won't be a need for this business. People might have a different um, expectation. They might have a different budget. You know, we'll cross that bridge as and when we come to it. But that never crossed my mind. I suppose the big thing for me was it was just that I personally, for about maybe two, three weeks, I just couldn't seem to focus properly you know for longer periods of time and then I, I would beat myself up about the fact that I'm like you're not being productive you're not getting shit done you're not moving forward at the plan again goes back to that you are not sticking to the plan and I remember you saying to me Lauren just it was it was it Easter weekend it was a four-day weekend I just said just just you said can you just switch your phone off and just do one for four days like can you just go and walk your dogs hang out with your husband you know yeah. eat Cadbury's eggs for breakfast lunch and dinner yeah and speak to me again on the Tuesday and then that was the best thing because again you know I know you, you're going to cover it on this conversation we had so much respect for each other we'd known each other but we weren't starting from a point of friendship so when you're in partners when you're in a business partnership you know I look here at you know I remember writing a list of what do you expect in a business partner you know what what do they expect from you you wouldn't have known me well enough to know how to read me that when I'm panicking or when I'm, you know, having a bit of a, a fear, you know, kind of head fuck up. It wasn't because we'd known each other for years or because we had a, you know, a friendship at the foundation that you knew that. It was just as business partners were like, you're freaking out. Turn your phone off. Go and breathe. Go and have four baths a day. <laughs> Whatever it is that you need just to chill your head out and catch up with your plan. That's that's what I meant though in terms of where I'm thinking, you know, is it right? Or you would question, is it the right yeah. thing? Not the business, not the ethos, not the need and the power of coaching, because you know that's never ever ever been in question over the alignment over our values. Mm. You know, yeah. Like I joke about it, saying cut me in half. We'll cut you in half with it as well. And maybe because I'm not taking like the hoodies off for the past four weeks. I'm just living in them. You're like, Lauren, do you own any other hoodies? And I'm like, not at the moment, just this one. (laughs) But naturally, though, you you have always got the ethos. You've always been aligned with it, and that's what you know. That's what attracted you in the first place. So all of you belief in it, and you know how it's helped you. You know that was never in doubt. It was it was the sheer panic and the fact of you know if circumstances change where. You know, like, where's the level of commitment or where is needed? But I remember saying that to you, oh, please just go chill out. I've got this. Yeah. Like, you in the game. But, please, yeah. you, you, I, you know, I naturally recognise that. But what I want to say on that fact is, like, you know, I've just gone into this this automatic uh, survival mode, but not even survival, just a case of, you know, where you're just faced with a challenge. It's either you retract back or you just fucking go lead. Yeah. And I, just gone and I, I just had to leave you know we had we had clients on on the books that was dependent on me yeah and um, so I you know I had a I had a sense of responsibility not just for me not just for my business not just for you for what you'd signed yourself into but for our clients you know who had who had trusted us and and what have you you know I've seen it where other businesses have crumbled at that first hurdle they've crumbled because they didn't know what to do yeah and automatically just went into that leadership mode of okay this is what we're doing and this is what it's going to look like it wasn't until and this is not because I've not got a heart by the way you know when you're taking things into consideration of you know families and the situation and the emotions it wasn't until the beginning of May where I had that hit yes and then I remember and I'd come out of it and I think that's one of the things when we speak to people about being in partnerships whether it be business partnerships, um, romantic, say like a marriage, something like that. Sometimes you've just got to remember that you're at different waves. You know, you're, you're on different parts of the, of the crest of the wave at different times. Whereas I remember then you having the, not even a panic, but you were like, you obviously, you live, you live in the city centre. I remember you being in the apartment there. You know, you're like, I've not actually left the apartment for more than 30 minutes in 10 days. And you were like, I'm, I'm going stir crazy. And I was, you know, thinking to myself, God, yeah, I've come out the other side of that a few weeks ago or maybe even two weeks previous to that. And it's just adjusting and being able to, like you say, read each other, but then communicate. So, I mean, that's a massive point, Helen. Like when people have spoke about how do you build a business with anyone, never mind in the middle of a pandemic and doing it purely online. Like for me, the communication has been just it's been the root of everything because it's communicating. I mentioned it on last night's live, uh, the Sunday night 
live at five is it's not just about communicating, but it's about communicating well. You know, I think people people think they're communicating regularly, but people what people often mean is they mean I'm talking, like I'm saying yeah. a lot of words, and I go, no, 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 no. Are you listening? Are you watching their reactions? Are you watching their are you listening to their tone of voice? Are you listening to, are you watching their body language? And, you know, it's interesting, obviously we're doing this on, uh, you know, on Zoom or we're doing it on FaceTime. We very rarely only just voice call each other. We always see each other. And, you know, that's something that's made a massive difference because even to the point of you can tell, you're like, you look annoyed or you look like you're distracted or, you know, all of those are the things that you can see from someone, but also really listening we have this obviously with clients, but listening to what they're saying and then listen to what they're not saying. Mm. Listen to the words that are not coming out easily or, you know. We've definitely, definitely sussed that from one another, obviously. I had, I, I think I had the lead start on that from, like you said, you know, I knew all, I knew all of your points. You knew mine, but in a different, in a different dimension. But I, I do think that we've, we've really attuned into that. Yeah. And, what what what's been, what's a valid point there is the fact that you know there's no there's no um there's no ego in any of this and you know i'm i'm as honest as, as the day is long like you know if i'm if i'm struggling with something or i don't know the answer i'm not egotistical thinking oh, fucking hell lauren expects me to know everything or lauren expects me to be this or she expects me to be i don't care like you know Lauren personally has seen me at my best and she's seen me at my worst over and particularly over these last few months like you know and there are there are things with our communication that we totally get we totally get each other and we know when each other's like covering something up or yeah when you're on it or when you're not and I think that's yeah. something that like you know you and me have both managed teams of people before and it's very easy just to look at you know the calendar the agenda you know, what the objective is. It's very easy to look at, you know, the the sales result. It's very easy to look at, you know, what, you know, what's the money that's coming to the business. But we also know when you're dealing with actual people, yeah. you know, you've really got to know what your people are doing and, and how they're performing and, and how they're feeling as well. And, you know, we're both want to say, you know, don't shy away from your emotion. Don't shy away. And whether that be emotion is frustration, anger, sadness, you know, the odd absolute, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so, for me, you, you know, for me, when if I get emotionally upset, it's because I've been pissed off and angry about something. And then, you know, whether it be an hour later or a week later or a month later, it comes out of my eyes. And that's usually my frustration with myself or more, actually mostly with myself rather than other people. But really being able to understand what your people are feeling and what their emotions are coming out in has been massive. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, it, it, the part for the partnership to work, for the business to work, and for us to be able to deal with clients and their objectives so that they're managing their emotions, they're managing their goals, they're managing their actions, we have to manage ours. You know, I've said it, I've said it, and, and I'll say it until the cows come home, we practice what we preach with everything. I oh, even had a conversation yeah. yesterday over a coffee and I was saying about, you know, the, the hours of work that me and you have been doing over this time, you know, we've never been we've never been busier. Like, yeah. We've never been as, as successful and reached as many people in corners of the world that we would never have been able to access either. But I was saying about the hours that we work, you know, you, you said about, you know, we start off with uh, 6, 7 a.m. Um, Zoom calls, which we do. If that doesn't happen and... and on Friday, this sticks in my mind that it didn't happen because of our of our other commitments. You then said to me, are you available later on in the afternoon? I wasn't. And I said, the only time I can do on that day is 8 to 9 p.m. Bearing in mind, our alarm, you get up at 5, I get up between half 5 and 6. And this is 8 p.m. till 9 p.m. that we were then doing our call, that, we, that we've got discussions on everything that we do every day. And... We, we just naturally did that. And then the, the friend over coffee said to me, what, seriously, on a Friday night, you did that and you'd been working all week and all day and you'd been up since that time? Yeah, seriously. I said, but don't, don't but it wasn't all work. The, the two hours prior to that, I was out walking in the woods. Yeah. And she said, all right, so then you put Lauren off until after that. I said, well, yeah, because I can't go walking in the dark. So I did that first yeah. because... Because and she went, oh well, that's good. Then at least you're prioritising yourself. I said, well, I'd be a hypocrite if I wasn't. 
Exactly. And I think that's where... First, it's kind of like if we didn't do that, but we're, mm. we're coaching the people to prioritise them, them, yeah. them. I know that's something that's bugged the shit out of you as long as I've known you from a professional capacity and beyond, is that when people in any, well, not just in the coaching land, but in any land, they're selling one thing or they're promoting oh. one thing and then they're not living it. And again, like for me, one of the things that I suppose it's been a learning, but I suppose it's already been there. It's just that it becomes easier if you actually do what you say you're going to do, but actually do what you believe. So I think for me, you know, I had massive imposter syndrome around, you know, going back to being able to be stood at the front of the room and be the person delivering the message. I'd been the person in the wings for a long time, the last five, six years. Um, I'd been very happily, you know, um, the assistant director, if we're going to use that analogy. I'd been the person who hands someone the microphone. I was the person who, you know, was behind the social media accounts or the website. It wasn't Lauren's message. It was the brand, the company, the leaders of the business. So for me, I felt so odd and so weird. It, again, even it being I think this, my belief, my goal, like, that was just weird as fuck for me for so long. Um, like, you know, one of my, I, when I was preparing for this conversation, positives and negatives, you know, the, you know, the thing for me was coming out from behind a brand and behind, you know, like that little hiding place and just being me and being myself. So, you know, that was a learner. When, when I've been like, yes, like, celebrating putting the flags out on top of it. And then there was me and actually then finally, finally doing it. And you know I can't force you to to that, but um just to obviously say this to people, one of our one of our biggest commitments that we worked on with that was Lauren's presence and Lauren and you know Lauren's confidence to do what she's and it's so funny Helen right because I know I was just about to say that I know I'm nowhere near the finished deal I know I'm nowhere near fucking perfect doesn't come anywhere close to my perception but then I mentioned to a friend a couple of weeks ago I said I said you know I said I've just got to get ready for this live video I said because I feel sick every time and they were like every time I'm like every time I'm like there's not one video, one story, one podcast recording. Um, even to the point now when I'm working one-on-one with, you know, with multiple clients, I still have to take five minutes beforehand and make sure I'm not, you know, going into that place in my brain where I feel like an imposter or not adding the right value. And, you know, that's coming with time and confidence. But I just think that's a big learning that, you know, we're not just recording this conversation so we can have this nostalgic, you know, chat about it. We hope that if you're listening to this and you're thinking, where am I stuck in my head? You know, where Mm. am I stuck in my comfort zone? Where am I? Where am I not taking that step forward? Don't look sometimes at just the output, the conversations in the podcast or the, you know, the the images or whatever you see on social media or on LinkedIn and think, oh, well, you know, those two have got it. I can tell you from my position I'm still having those conversations where I'm like, you know, push yourself, step forward, step into it. You know, don't worry about the fear don't, or, you know, or feel the fear and do it anyway. And I suppose that's a big, a big learner for me is that, you know, shit is going to go wrong. There's lots of stuff you're not going to be able to control. Like more than anything, the only thing I can control is myself, which is why when we talk about you first, when we talk about your health, your schedule, your priorities, you know, again, I think that's one thing if you're in, business as a solo entrepreneur or you've got partnerships you've just got to make sure you're clear on that is that the only thing you can actually control or have the biggest impact on is you everything else after that you've just got to take it big deep breath communicate well crack on absolutely absolutely i just um there's so many facets to it i mean people people say to me you know it works so well you know you and lauren online and you you know you look like you're having a blast and Ah, we're having a ball we're absolutely <laughs> right. but don't get me wrong it's freaking hard work yeah you know? but, but lauren and, and me we're toe-to-toe on work ethic we are yeah. toe-to-toe and that keeps each other on our toes yeah and also with the, that fact you know that when it's when it's time for us to do the the baton and we're on the relay race yeah you know that one's got the, the last leg or the next right. leg it's absolutely fine so here's one. Look, I'm, I'm getting my shoulders up now. I'm getting into it. Right. I was talking about um, uh, on last week's podcast, your circle of influence. And so you've obviously had a huge influence on me um, as my coach, but then as my business partner. Uh, and I know you've said the same vice versa. You've just said it there, right? 
when you're in business with people and you don't have a positive influence on each other, like, so we both work out. You've managed to persuade me on the yoga front <laughs> in the over the lockdown period, which has been a very good positive um, uh, influence for me. But what, if, if there's anyone here listening to this and they're, maybe they're in a business partnership or, you know, whatever kind of partnership and the people around them, they don't have that positive influence on them. You know, what do you say? What do you do when someone's in that position? If they've not got a positive influence? Yeah. So like we positively influence each other at this stage. But imagine well, if I turned around and said, right, Helen, you know, let's, you know, bin off our, our, our tasks and our priorities, you know, let's you know, sit and eat three tubs of ice cream, two bags of Doritos and, you know, multiple dominoes and, you know, not, you know, like if we were, if I was having a negative influence on you or vice versa, like what do people do in those situations? Well, it comes down to managing expectations up front and being clear, you know, we've, we've covered a lot, even on the content of, um, on our Instagram specifically on expectations. Yeah. And if they're, if they're not aligned, like we, we knew what we we're letting ourselves in for. And we knew what the expectations were on how we operate, what we believe in, and what our boundaries are on a day-to-day basis, what communication levels we prefer um, or aren't as comfortable with. Like I said, let go of the ego. And if you feel as though you can't actually be honest with that person that you're in business with, you're in the, you're in business with the wrong person. Mm. Like I said, like the, there's no ego between Lauren and I. We're very competitive. You know, we're, we're like a we're like a um, like a bull in a china shop at times. I always think I always think about you being a, especially when you're busy. You're like a bit of a Tasmanian devil. Oh, and nightmare! And I'm just running around like. Yeah, I'm I'm a lot more chilled than you are. I'm I'm more placid. I'm very, like, I, I I don't know if it's just my nature or I'm just more I'm just more chilled. But you you'll come on a call. Rah, 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 rah. All right, bye. And then I'll be like, wow. <laughs> I'll speak to you later on and I'll just go, uh, I've chilled out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Laura, how many of those espresso coffee pods have you had this morning? Five, yeah. Evan, five. <laughs> but I just think it just come down to the honesty. You know, let go of let go of the um, ego behind it and just be completely transparent. And if you can't, you're in, you're in with the wrong person. It's like, you know, you said about relationships, friendships, that kind of thing. If you can't be honest with your with your life partner, your husband, your wife, or whatever, then the, the wrong person for you because you're holding back for some reason. And if Again, I wouldn't say it's necessarily the wrong person for them, but they're in the wrong they're in the wrong lane at the moment. The reason they're in the wrong place, or they're in something, either they're not right for them, or they're not being right or true to themselves. Often, often that point. It's often that they're not being true. So I tell you what was what was prompting that question in particular. Like, I don't want to just sit here and us have the conversation of, you know, look how well, you know, we've managed it. You know, we've had points of frustration and challenges. Gosh, like everybody else. But I'm thinking in particular of there's a business that I've, I'm not working with directly at the moment, but I've been having some conversations with one of them and they're in a partnership and they're two really ambitious people and very good at what they do. But one of them's having a different challenge in their life at the moment, which is meaning their head isn't on the business. They're not, you know, committed to, you know, getting just getting shit done, turning up when they said they were going to be there, giving the customer, the client, you know, the service that is required. And it's something that I sit on as I just think, what would you do in that situation? And it's got to be a case of, hey, listen, do you need me to take the baton for a bit? Like when I think of you, it's such a simple one. Lauren, turn your phone off for the next four days, please go and chill your beans out, you know, and come back you know, with a clearer head on you. And it wasn't as uh, as frank or as black as white as that, but that was what was needed. And I think sometimes if you're in a, if you're in a partnership, like I say, professional or personal, and you're not moving forward in the way that you want, like you may have set the expectations out at the beginning, but now they've gone awry. Yeah. Now something has changed. It might be personal, it might be business, it might be anything in between. And you're thinking, how do I reset the expectations? You've got to be able to for me, it's a case of like coming to the table, you know, turn your phones over so you're not just sat all there scrolling and getting pinged at, asking asking those questions. Hey, are you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, are you okay? Well, no, not so really. And it's also having that, being able to communicate well on that when you go, hey, I was expecting this and it doesn't seem to be coming off that way. Am I seeing it right or am I missing something? Or, you know, having the conversation around, listen, when we set out to, uh, you know, to achieve this or to build this or, you know, whatever the goal may be, 
this is where we were both thinking. Are you still thinking the same way? And I think yeah. they're the conversations that a lot of people avoid. And they yeah. they avoid because they don't actually know how to have them. But, but look at us, Lauren, right? And I'm, I'm just going to say it because I just am. <laughs> but when, when, when we talk about challenges and that we've had our challenges and stuff like that, this is this, I'm just going to say it. This is not this is not public knowledge, but we what what Lauren's referring to here as well, and we we can directly speak from this is during this time my personal relationship has broke down, and you've go. done and you've done very very well to keep the strength and all the leadership you have for yourself and all your businesses, and it, I know that you just take a breath there now. Nobody would have any clue that you've gone through that over the last few weeks and months. And even though it's been so amicable and you've both behaved maturely and really well, it's bloody hard and it's shit. Yeah, and but that's the thing, you know, you you can still deliver um you can still deliver in business. People don't necessarily have to um know. And they don't necessarily, you know, have to um, suffer in terms of, you know, what's being delivered. But at the same time, that couldn't have happened for me. I, my client, not not all of my clients even know. And the ones that I have spoke to them about, if it's been applicable um, or relevant, which it has, even through yeah. just giving examples to them, they've gone, oh, wow, I would never have guessed. Yeah. Some of these no. have been two years. Yeah. So they knew and they know my behaviours and they know kind of um, how I act and how I operate and the fact that anybody who knows me knows that I wear my heart on my sleeve. So if it's something that I've got to say or whatever, if it's good or it's bad, I will say it, I will express it and I'll not, I'll, you know, I'll not hold back by it. But this could have only been the case that I continued delivering how I have delivered because I've been open and honest and transparent with you. Yeah. And you have been the one that's then, and that's why I said, you know, you see me at my best, you see me at my worst. Yeah. Like, Lauren, like Lauren's your support and you know you've been able to take the baton and being able to then say to me look H just you know have the day off or you know go out walking do your yoga like sit and sit and do nothing and I've got it I've totally got it yeah and without that open without that open kind of a communication between us that's what you're saying you know when it comes to communicate well so not just keep communicating. Like I, I could just cover it up or whatever, or try to cover yeah. it up and deal with everything that I'm dealing with emotionally and mentally myself, and and torment myself. And then I'd be deli- I'd be delivering negatively. I'd be delivering as a business partner negatively, and you you wouldn't be able to understand. But you'd be thinking, what's going on there? And yeah. this has all happened again through our communication over Zoom. Like the number yeah. of virtual books that we've had to each other <laughs> yeah yeah but, you know it's, it's it's needed to have happened that way so when people say about challenge and you know it's easy to skirt around it people have got stuff going off the whole time that you're not even aware of 100 percent. i think i think that's what you know i used that analogy there about you know when the waves are are calm or when, you know, it's coming in and it's choppy and, you know, shit's going down. I just yeah. think sometimes this might sound a bit um, heartless, but I think some people, they just always expect a calm sea. And then yeah. as soon as it gets a bit rough, they shit themselves and leg it in relationships, yeah. in business, in life. And I'm not saying it's not difficult at times to keep ahead. You know, we, we've both said here really honestly, you know, we've had times where we've gone, whoop panicking not feeling it not good you know lots of going on but I think that's what that's what growth and development is about that's what getting these skills having these tools you know developing your mindset developing a healthy body developing you know a business that's you know going to provide you with an income we're not doing it just you know for the good times we're doing it because we want to actually when the waves come in and when stuff gets you know choppy and it gets difficult that's when you need them. I remember listening to, um, it's an author who I love. Um, she runs um, a big media company in America, uh, Rachel Hollis. I've, you know, I've mentioned it to you loads. And um, her and her husband are both in business together. And funnily enough, they've, they've, they've decided to divorce during the lockdown. And it's, you know, it's caused huge waves in terms of what people's opinions are on them. And I just think the poor couple, you know, they're making this decision. It's no one else's, you know, 
right to make a, a vocal opinion on that's my yeah. opinion on it on it but yeah. she, she 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 there was a chapter in one of her books i read a few months ago she was delivering at a massive conference like they run these huge big you know two three four thousand men conferences in um america and i you know it's, it's a it's a high price ticket she's delivering on stage for three four five hours a day personally and like two days before she got really sick like this really bad flu or a bug or something like she got really sick and she's like I've been training so hard you know physically mentally my business and she's like it was only after the event she still delivered she was still on stage she was getting everything done and what we now know no one knew at the time that her marriage maybe wasn't in the place that they were the happiest or their business partnership where they wanted it to be but she reflected on it she went that's what I was training for because if I hadn't done all the physical training, the mental preparation, all the work in the six months before, had I got ill, I actually wouldn't have been able to get out of bed and get on stage. I'd have been, you know, on a drip, you know, yeah. out of the game. She said, the fact that I trained so hard meant that I then had the energy for the hard time. And yeah. I remember that listening to that and thinking, yes, that's the yeah. shit that I now get. Because, yeah. you know, people talk to us a lot, you know, and we, we, you know, people say this to us, whether it to be our face or behind our backs or whatever, it's okay for you because of this. It's okay for you because of that. Like no one would have known the challenges you were having in your personal life. No one would know, you know, the challenges that, you know, one or both of us may have with our health at any time. But you think, no, 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 that's why we're not talking about you first because we want to, you know, do headstands in a yoga picture we're not talking about you first because we want to fit into a certain size pair of jeans we're talking about it because our business our lives everything that we're ambitious about and you know the two of us are hugely ambitious it doesn't happen if we're in a heap it doesn't happen if we're not taking care of ourselves and it doesn't happen if you know we burn ourselves into the ground like I did early 2000s and five six years into business I've got nothing left in the tank so, yeah, I think making sure that we know that there's going to be waves coming. It's not about being negative, but it is about being prepared for them. Prepared, yeah, because, you know, I've just got upset there and a bit teary, but it's a case of I actually feel fine. And, you know, and that's not just sweeping something under the carpet. No. It's the fact of, you know how, again, you know how I operate in terms of if there's anything that does bother me like that, it, it comes on my chest and I, I cry, and I just naturally do. But I'm, I'm, I'm fine, and things are, you know, things are in a in a good place. But it's a case of I've not then been rocking in the corner either. But had I not have then focused on you first and all of the development that I've done and everything else, mm. and in that strength position, like what you just said about Rachel Hollis, I wouldn't have been able to deal with that. Yeah. A pandemic, uh, all the challenges in the the other businesses with property, and then a person, a personal issues. Obviously, all your family responsibilities and things that you've got on top, and you know your, your legitimate challenges that you have through life. You wouldn't be able to do it. And people still say to me, even my friends and stuff now, they're like, I'm "Not sure how you just keep showing up every day." Like, I'm showing up every day because I'm actually doing what I should be doing. Like this, this is what it's all about. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah. Totally. Uh, rounded it up better myself. So listen, before before we before we click off for today's conversation, for you, uh, Helen, uh, biggest positive, biggest challenge over the last few months, first few months in business. Um, my biggest positive. Oh God, I've got two. I've got so many. I'm going to say your application to online is the biggest positive for me. Um, your I am so proud of you in terms of, you know, everything that you've stepped forward for and everything that you've practiced yourself and be complete and and have been completely transparent about you've not necessarily felt comfortable with it. And, you know, I've never forced it upon you. You've done it in your own time. Well, I haven't. I just cracked on with whatever. I'm like, She'll come out of the traps when she's ready. <laughs> but yeah, like I am so proud of you how you've done all of, yeah, all of that. Like, really took it on, and I've seen how you've grown with it, and I see how you how you genuinely enjoy it. You know, you what you see is what you get. You know, there's no highs and graces. It's just a case of 
Yeah, it's just literally it's what you me. see is what you get. Lauren is often you're like, Lauren, have you actually just rolled out and put a hoodie on and kept working? I'm like, yes. <laughs> so that's my that's my positive. My challenge, um, the challenge between our partnership, you mean, and our first, well, just in general, the first few months of business. Well, there's so many of them as well. Yeah. Um, I don't want. Uh, I'm not going to say my personal stuff to disdain the actual business because that you know that's just what but it, it has- is. Listen, I think you'd be doing a disservice if you didn't let it in there. Is it? You've just had a lot. Oh, it's been it's been, ma- it's been massive. It's it, and it still is. You know, there's still a lot of new territory that I'm that I'm yeah. sort of going on. A lot of a lot of firsts and a lot of changes, logistically, structurally wise. Um, I mean, my my personal partner, who was, is we're still in business together as well in another business entity. So, you know, yeah. it, it's all new territory, shall we say? But yeah, that that definitely has been a challenge. And then for me and you, I just think the the the, the transition onto online, the challenge, the challenge, but at the same time a blessing of the fact of how much you know we trust and respect one another. Yeah, I think we could put the challenge in there. Lauren living in the middle of nowhere, Wi-Fi going off in the middle of workshops, all yeah, that, that kind of shit. That's a challenge. I'd say for me, challenge-wise, what did I have here? I just wrote shit going wrong. Things not going to plan. Yeah. That was that was my thing. I mean, the yeah. biggest positive for me in terms of the last few months has just been the fact that for both of us taking that leap of faith, and you just used the words there, you said, it's the trust. And I think that's one thing that you can't necessarily buy. It has to be built. Mm-hmm. And you have to be patient. You know, I'm not I'm not famed for my patience <laughs> in any area of my life. Anyone who is uh, related to me has ever dated me. My beautiful now husband is like, yeah, patience isn't uh, Lauren's great skill. But I think that's for me is the big positive is, you know, I wouldn't wish the last few months of what's, you know, how it's affected people's lives, businesses, health. I, honestly, I wouldn't wish it on anyone. But I, I am someone who likes to go, we have to take a learning and a positive from it. You know, for is, is we cannot control everything. You know, when people have said things like, you've got to appreciate the time with our families, the time when we do have good health, uh, the time when our businesses, you know, don't have all these limitations on them. And I think that's, you know, it's been appreciative and it's been grateful. Again, I spoke about, you know, that hashtag grateful thing where people are just like, oh, God, don't use the word grateful so much that it becomes, a, you know, one of those words that just doesn't mean anything. But for me, it's patience. You have to be patient with yourself. You have to be patient with the people around you. Don't mistake patience for doing fuck all, though. Like that, that doesn't mean get back under your duvet and, you know, watch four episodes of Netflix. That's not patience. That's that's numbing. <laughs> that's avoiding yeah. the world. But patience for me has been a really big one. Yeah. So next six months then, just to round it up, next six months. Well, domination, you- clearly. Um, um, for, <laughs> for us, um, I think that's it's... Like making- It's making sure that we, first and foremost, day to day and week to week, it's just delivering the best we possibly can for our clients. I I look at my goals personally, our goals as a business, of which we've got lots. But my main thing is to make sure that we are solving problems and serving the people who invest with us with their time, their money and their you know, they put that they we hold their business next to them in in joint hands. Um, And so my main thing for the next six months is just delivering and getting results. I really want to make sure from my personal point of view is I just, I don't forget how much effort it took to get started. For example, breaking my comfort zone, coming out of my, um, you know, comfort place online. I think if you forget how hard it was to get started, it can be easy to stop and then you have to restart again. So that's my personal one for this month is don't forget that the momentum is building. Don't stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Just keep going. Brilliant. That's why I said. That's why I said the pandemic weren't bringing me down because I know how hard it's been over the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. Being the business and keep driving the business. So the next six months for me, um, from a strategic level, is obviously growth. Um, You know, I want us to. I want us to be reaching even more people. Um, I want us to be helping more people. I want us to be uh, gaining results for more people in their health you know, their mindset, their their business structures, and just developing them. Like, that's what we do best. 
you know, we, we, we don't we don't create clones. We, we, we certainly don't have a off-the-shelf cookie cutter where we're just like, yeah, I'm KTW and you all sound the same, look the same, do the same, be the same. We want you to be you and achieve what's right for you, achieve your goals and, and achieve what your aspirations are and actually get you applying. So it, it's growth for me. This next six months, obviously, it's still going to be uh, uncertain times. Some businesses are obviously back in uh, back in business and, and back opening their doors. Uh, a lot of uh, redundancies are happening. It's uncertain in the uh, in mm. a lot of uh, I've got a lot of friends of mine, particularly in events and hospitality, and working in venues and what have you, where you know there's so much uncertainty. Yeah, um, a lot of the consultation periods are happening as we speak. So not brilliant. So we don't know what the forecast is going to be like for the for the scope of where people are at. Um, so I do, I do actually predict a lot more new businesses opening. So you know, we do, ha- we do help with uh, individuals setting expectations and knowing what they're in for for when they're setting businesses up. But normally, when you when you're looking at that idea, you're normally positive. You know, you're normally you're normally really optimistic and excited to get going. And it's further down the route route then that you know where we come in best, where it's actually then revisiting the why of why you've done it. You know, yeah. And, and you know what what you actually can be doing to then grow and what you've been bullshitting yourself with around the rose tinted glasses of being a new business owner. So um, yeah. yeah, take the rose tinted glasses off, lads. Put the uh, shades yeah. on. Let's go. Absolutely, absolutely, but. Let's wrap it up. Um, I'm happy to do. Um, I'm happy to continue. You know, talking about challenges and and the, the the learnings from all of this because it's not going to end. You know, the challenges come in business anyway. Particularly, you know, when we always say about you know what it takes to be successful, what it takes to be your own business owner, your own business leader, the influencer and the expert in your field. Um, so challenges aren't going to go away just because there's been a pandemic. You know, all that's done is heighten the fact that challenges yeah. happen. And it heightens the fact how compulsory it is for you to look after number one. And it's not selfish, you know, it's smart, it's smart working. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Well, if you've been with us this long, thank you very much. Uh, we've enjoyed the conversation ourselves. As always, we love to hear your feedback. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode, uh, please feel free to leave us a review. Um, second thing you could do that would help us is if you want to screenshot it, share it to your stories and tag HEW, that would be fab. Uh, and the best thing is uh, we hope you've had some value from it and it's helped you with your day-to-day and your week-to-week uh, experience uh, in life and in business. If you have any more ideas, anything you'd like us to discuss you want to hear us chat about and our opinions on do get in touch and we will see you back here same time next week thank you for listening to the hew podcast for continued support please subscribe using itunes stitcher spotify google play or soundcloud and if you've enjoyed the episode please leave a five-star review on your download platform Tune in for more value and more content the same time next week.